0: everyone and welcome to the latest episode of You Haven't Seen That, the podcast where we watch films that my co-host missed in his childhood. Uh, my name is Chris and I'm joined by aforementioned co-host Eric. Hey everybody. And we got an interesting one this week, I think. Um, really? I, I, it's one I've very rarely seen and probably haven't seen for I would say 20 years at least.
1: Okay, well it's, um, what year was, um, what the, was the film released in? 1991. And it's called My Girl? It is. <laughs> That's my best friend, Veda Salt and Fuss. Veda and Thomas! Most of the girls don't appreciate her. I always surround myself with people who I
0: find intellectually stimulating.
1: A lot of the guys are a little afraid of her.
0: Okay, lean forward. But she's more
1: fun to be around than anyone I know. This summer, though, Things are changing for everyone. Do you ever kiss anyone? No. Her father just found someone.
0: I'm going out with Shelly. I'm very nervous.
1: No wonder Veda's acting so funny. From the
0: producer of Parenthood, Columbia Pictures presents Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, Macaulay Culkin, and introducing Anna Klumsky.
1: Veda? What'd you think of me? For what? If we don't get to marry Mr. Bixler, I guess. My girl. Um, I ask why is it interesting? Because I know zero. Yes, I don't know anything. Um, I I think it's like why I say interesting is because
0: um. It's as two kind of guys. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. kind of guys, but like as Hang two guys. On, yeah. uh-uh. I, well, I mean, I'm barely a guy, so. <laughs> um, it, it's. I find it interesting and fun when we get to do films that are yeah. kind of, you know, more, not really marketed towards us. No, that's and it.
1: And that's why it's
0: exactly that's what's in there isn't it like yeah yeah we're trying to cover it's, it's the reason why in future episodes we're gonna have like adventures in babysitting um <laughs> yep. now and then yeah <laughs> that well, great one with christina ricci sure yeah <laughs> it's, I, yeah like all of those kind of equivalent films that we missed and this is i think a big one
1: yeah i um this is the one that i have heard of mm-hmm. and that's where it ends. Okay, so you know absolutely nothing about it. I know a grand total of zero besides the title. Okay, and does the title evoke anything for you? There's got to be a girl in there and some affection towards her. Okay,
0: I was going to say not even like the Temptations song comes to mind. I know it does.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because that, yeah, that's... For some reason, when I thought of my girl, I pictured White Oleander the movie. Okay. I'm not sure why. Yeah. I think it shows how little I know about this film. Yeah, I, I get the po- yeah. It's similar. I'm not kind sure of, why it's sort of what I have stuck in my head. I think kind of
0: I, like a wa- yeah. I get it though. White Oleander uh, has that kind of yeah yeah, and it has that like washed out kind of poster yeah. of just a big face. Yes. And yep. um, that one's Michelle Pfeiffer, and this mm.
1: is not. <laughs> yeah. So show me a picture, I think, for this one. Cause for, I, before I, I before I do I, show you the poster, I want to ask, like, who do you think's in this film? So, 1991.
0: Yep. Um, Drew Barrymore. Okay. Any Anyone else? Are you gonna, uh, How about
1: some adults here? Yeah, some adults. Um, Kim Basinger. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not, <laughs> not bad guesses. I learned that Demi Moore got big after Ghost, so not Demi Moore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the poster for you. Oh, my colleague, of course. Oh, my gosh, it's got everybody. Yeah. we got a bit of right. Dan Aykroyd craziness in there. Oh, wow. I'm more excited now. Yeah. Okay, cool, and Jamie Lee and Anna Chotlumsky. What, what, what else has she been in? I know she's been in things. Uh, my
0: Girl, My Girl 2, and what...
1: <laughs> yeah, Thanks, yeah, sure,
0: really <laughs> helping there. Um, and what I really, really know her from is uh, Veep.
1: They say all babies are cute, but whoever they are should be stuck in a stroller and pushed into traffic.
0: Oh, she's in Veep? Yes, she is, okay. she plays uh, Amy um, in Veep and mm. is amazing on that show.
1: Um, why do I feel like she's in the whole nine yards? No, that's Amanda Peet, uh-huh. you're thinking of, probably. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why. Oh, they've got a similar kind of look. I, yeah, I, I, I can get that. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: But, um, so I'm really looking forward to... I I saw this film a bit when I was younger. There mm-hmm. were um, people up the... Uh, friends up the road uh, where I kind of spent a lot of time in the country. There was... Uh, the the sister of my friend yep. there was a big fan of it and would kind yeah. of always have it on in the background. And so it'd be one that I'd like... Kind of see a bit, like yep. while we were playing board games or something. You'd like never it... choose to put it on, but you're in the... No, yeah. yeah, and it's in the kind of vicinity. And so I'd seen it, you know, a few times back yep. in, you know,
1: 10, 11 years old or whatever. I think, um, like, it's, it's the kind of film that we probably would have watched mm. at my family. Like, it's obviously looks like a family film, um, and it's got, you know... It just looks like a family film based on oh, yeah. that poster. Um, and it's the not the greatest just, poster, I will say. i so happy. Yeah. Um, so I feel like but perhaps just because my sisters would have been, you know, like three and not born. That <laughs> yeah, might have something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, that probably had an impact.
0: Yeah, so by yeah. the time your sisters came along, Macaulay
1: had kind of finished uh, yeah, up almost. Yeah, yeah. so it was probably just a little bit too early. So I think that's maybe how we skipped past that one. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And I'm just also enjoying the fact that this is a... Uh, it's, it's, it's looking like for every season we're going to have a new Macaulay Culkin film. We can just kind of milk yeah, it and drag it out. Drag it dragging out. out Macaulay. Like, it was a big deal. Yeah. Like he... Kevin Costner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I find him way more charismatic on yes. screen.
1: <laughs> well, he has a lot more movement to him than Kevin does. Mm. But
0: um, yeah, I guess, should we just jump into it? Or, or do you, actually, before we do, so having seen cast and poster, any mm. idea
1: of like, further what you think the plot might be? Well, it looks happy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a standard three-act film. There's going to be some conflict at the end of the second act and the happy ending. Um, and look, for some reason, it's got two kids on the cover. But um, so either like my girl, the title sort of evokes like a father-daughter or mother-daughter kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But I got zero clues. All it right. looks more like a friendship. Maybe Macaulay's in love with Anna there and yeah, yeah. alright and then when, once you mention the Temptations song as well mm. mm. alright well uh, should we jump into it then? yeah let's find out what it's all about
0: got
1: on a day when it's cold outside alright so that was My Girl Oh, man. Firstly, well, everybody there are going to be heaps of spoilers. So if, if, <laughs> if you don't want spoilers, just... just... Turn it off. Yeah, That was so sad. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I, I, I knew, like, <laughs> all
0: of this was coming. And then, yeah, you, you had the comment, like, when <laughs> oh. the third act kicks in... Yeah, spoilers, <laughs> everybody. I'm saying it again. Yeah. chance. chance. <laughs> as soon as Thomas J kicks that beehive, you were just like, how is this the saddest film we have done for this podcast so far? And where is his glasses? He can't see without his glasses. <laughs> put his
1: glasses on put on his glasses oh this was sadder than ghost the last was week this sadder than any film we've done yeah um oh <laughs> yeah oh that moment when you just know it's gonna happen and then yep and he's like i don't want to live on this earth anymore <laughs> no macaulay um, oh, but before we yeah. get before we get into all of that uh, oh. <laughs> A brief plot uh, synopsis, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we better. Yeah. But, um, who, any who haven't seen it and don't care about spoilers. Yeah. Um, okay, so simplest sort of. Uh, so you've got Vader, who is the daughter of um, Dan Aykroyd's character Harry, um, who is the local funeral director slash embalmer. Mm-hmm. So she. And her mother died during childbirth. Two days after she was born. Yeah, yeah. complications that. Yeah. And then, um, and along comes Jamie Lee Curtis to take up the job of um, makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, essentially, she kicks off a romance with Dan um, Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it, it really has kind of two core storylines. One, of course, is Vader and her relation or just her.
0: Yeah, really. it's really um, just this almost slice of life of just yeah. a young girl's life over the course of one summer.
1: Yep, yeah. that's it. It's over one summer. That's probably a very important thing to put down. Um, and, um, and then of course the Dan Aykroyd and, um, the little side story of his relationship sort of yeah. rolling over the top of that, but it's, it's all about Vader and her, um, exposure to just being around death and being a, a, a hypochondriac, I guess, and not getting much attention from her dad who still misses his departed wife.
0: Yeah. It, it's yeah. <laughs> jumping like way ahead. Like it's, it's ultimately a film I think about people, um, accepting and moving on. Yep. Um, but like we'll get into the reasons why that is, yeah. I guess. But it, it's just sticking back on the point of like her being hypochondriac and things. It's mm. such a wonderful little interesting introduction to the character. Mm-hmm. Like the, f- the the first f- the opening of the film. <laughs> Very good. It's just a it just launches you in, and you're like, okay, I want to know more about this this young girl this quirky little girl like oh she's not normal yeah and then the <laughs> fact that then like shortly after that you have the scene where it's like the other more like quote unquote popular girls i yes. guess yep. like the the more traditional girls will yep. say kind of teasing and bullying her and you're like no she's a great like you know she's someone yep. different and interesting someone i actually care about and want to follow and yep. see what she's all about yep.
1: you know veda you shouldn't let those girls upset you
0: i'm not upset i'll never play with those girls I always surround myself with people who I find intellectually
1: stimulating. Oh, and it is filmed in the 90s, but set in the 70s. Yeah, 1972,
0: and I think it's in Massachusetts? Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, sorry, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Around that area. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Little town. Um, and it's, to be honest, I'll say it right now, it's freaking great. It's so sad.
0: Yeah, it's... it's, it's
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just very... And that's. I think that's what makes it so sad, is it's just so... It feels so understated and, and real. Yeah. yeah, since and
0: like the in word sincere, I kept writing yes.
1: in my notes was sincere. Well, yeah, that's a perfect word.
0: Mm. This is why I was kind of trying to coax a plot synopsis out of you, like in the in yeah. the pre-record. Just <laughs> you
1: like you like. Maybe like the Temptation song. I'm like, oh, that sounds lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Immediately
1: steered me in the wrong direction. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's, it's super
0: crazy that, like, because you're like, what? okay, yeah, Temptation song and My Girl, and you're like, yeah. okay, cool. It's, yeah. You would assume father daughter relationship or yep. something. and So I got that part. Yeah, yeah, but you're kind of like, when that song kicks in on the credits, you realize, oh, yeah, this movie's called My Girl?
1: Yeah. Why? I was waiting for it the whole time. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna kick in at some or something. There's gonna be. We had more credence <laughs> in this yeah. film than we did the Temptation. And look, like, I don't mind me some credence. Yeah, um, but yes. But okay, so obviously, my girl,
0: not obviously, but um, my girl was not the original title of the film. No. Okay. Do you want to have a guess? Just like literally, if you anything you throw out, it couldn't be worse than what the original title. My dead mother. Close. <laughs> Born
1: jaundiced. (laughs) (laughs) And for anyone who hasn't seen it, that is a line that she basically opens the film with. Yeah, yeah. I was born jaundiced. (laughs) <laughs> That's not a
0: great um, title though So basically, yeah, that was the original title of the okay. film And producer Brian Grazer was just like, um, no <laughs> No, we, we're not going to get anything out of that And basically, like, he was like, uh, "Great, Brian Grazer, <laughs> great producer, wanting to mm. do a kind of collaborative thing He offered a $500 incentive to anyone at Imagine Entertainment, uh, his and Ron Howard's yep. company Who could come up with a better title for the film <laughs> uh, a lot of uh, since the film's set in the funeral parlour a lot of the suggestions are kind of very punny and yep. uh, shit <laughs> things like morning glory but morning oh yeah Uh I just set the wrong tone immediately in lieu of flowers uh, uh, dearly departed like no uh, no uh, other alternatives were just Vader with an exclamation mark <laughs> I wanna meet the guy who just like did that during his lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> um this was rejected on the grounds that it sounded like a South African uprising.
1: <laughs> oh
0: dear. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, that that was like someone actually wrote that in like the research thing. I'm just like, that's weird. I guess it was the right time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um I am woman was another one. Yeah, okay. I mean, um and then they ultimate uh, Brian Gray's ended up coming up with my girl and yep. kept the five hundred bucks from stuff. <laughs> you're all
1: idiots
0: (laughs) but that's the thing about this film the title doesn't give you much it doesn't give you much but it doesn't matter no it's i and it's in the same way that what what the hell could you call this film because it is such a unique interesting it it harkens back to stand by me yes similar kind of thing where of age coming of age very sincere Kinda has some cute, funny moments, but yep. ultimately is not really a Does comedy. Does not lean on the comedy at all. No, and it's about like the kids in Stand By Me are a little bit older. Yep. but then it's also named after a classic song that has mm. absolutely really nothing yeah, to true. like. Yep. I mean, you could read in a little bit more in Stand mm. By Me, but it's just kind of following in that vein, I think. And they saw like my assumption is seeing that this film like they're like oh it's a slice of life, you know, period piece. Let's just go in that vein. Yeah.
1: I think the next best option would be Vader without the exclamation mark yeah yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) but um yes um... well I'd just go with something simple like story of a girl like something 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 really I mean my girl
0: is a pretty generic title yeah yeah yeah, just something really like just simplistic and that way like I mean god like saying story of a girl you know what you're gonna get and that's precisely the type of film It's a better title Chris thank you I should I could have had had Brian Grazer's 500 bucks you could have invested in
1: Apple (laughs) (laughs) back then But um, yeah, it's. I guess let's let's go straight on to to Vader and um, and um, Anna Chom- Chomsky.
0: Anna Chom, uh, it's such Chomsky? a hot hard... yeah
1: yeah the L yeah. Anyway, um, she's fabulous. Yeah, she's great, right? Yeah, and also Macaulay's fabulous. Yes, <laughs> and it's because of those two. Others are you know, pretty good too. We'll talk about them later. But it's because of those two that you, you really just want to cry.
0: Yeah, Anna has. She has the heavy lifting in this film. She yeah. carries this film on her
1: little shoulders. Yeah, and her consistency is fabulous. Like, she's got a little quirkiness to her. Her mm. character is consistently the same level of sassy. Yeah. The, I think the, the word was used. Yeah, uh, that's actually a really good word. The consistency in the character. And for mm. someone...
0: She was... Both Macaulay and Anna were both 11 yep. when this film came mm. out. Like, they were the actual ages Age, of the characters. Yeah, they weren't 15-year-olds or no, something. No, it was yeah. kind of wonderfully cast like that. And then... So it's imbued with the sweetness of them being that age, but she does, as a young performer, perfectly have a well-rounded sense of who this character is
1: and maintaining that lens like structurally throughout the story. The character that needs to feel internally that maybe she killed her mother. Yeah. Like she believes that, um, you know, Macaulay um, or Thomas J as Mm -hmm. his character is, um, you know, is her best friend, but... You know, like, they even have that, that moment where, like, oh, maybe we should try out kissing because, you know, it's on TV. mm um, And just, like, these lovely little sweet and then very, like, childish moments. Like, yeah. Like, the, you know, she's got a mood ring and they go cycling together and just every little moment between the two of them is it's just like, yeah, that's two 11-year-olds playing and hanging out. Yeah. Um, and then the moments between her and um, and Shelley, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, are really good at the start when they're friends and then when she sort of starts to dislike her because of the relationship progressing with her father. Mm. A little angry face is spot on, and then at the end, when Jamie um, Lee is, um being becoming an accepted mother figure, is yeah. different again. He's like, huh yeah." There's a full actual <laughs> progression,
0: but the whole time when she's got a mean, angry face on, I uh, we watched this with. Claire and um, and Tina and things and the I just kept leaning over to Claire and saying like she looks like Amy Brockheimer from Veep like yeah. that death stare <laughs> like she's maintained that through now like thirty years later into her career and, oh, like really. still
1: nails that like shooting you daggers. All like could think the, um that scene on the dodging card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that she was it. Was, like, full on every time she'd bump her and they'd like zoom on her face. It was the Mario Kart Luigi death stare <laughs> <That> internet <laughs> yep. meme. Yep, um, and it was spot on. It's like I got. You. yeah
0: <laughs> the, um but yes um yeah no, it's it's an interesting one like the um
1: no well, forget <laughs> she just no that? she does a really really good job and macaulay is awesome mm. because he it's not his film and obviously this is before home alone and stuff no but he um this is actually the year after home what, alone. it was 99 wasn't it so yeah. there you go so he stepped back into being um you know, secondary character. Essentially, he's a character actor. <laughs> yeah, he is. he's character acting. Yeah. And um, he just, he understates, he's just playing this quiet little nerdy friend. Mm. Um, totally different than anything else he's yeah. done before. It's great. Yeah, and he, um, yeah, he, he just he's really good, like the little, like, fun moments, when, or just like childish moments when they're just like pedaling or cycling together, or then the moment when, uh, <laughs> when she has a period. And...
0: Maybe we can go swimming. No.
1: Get out of here. And don't come back for five to seven days.
0: That's such a great little <laughs> and line and she, she delivers like, it so well. Yeah, and she pushes him down onto the deck. <laughs> he
1: looks so hurt and confused. <laughs> and he's just like, oh Macaulay.
0: <laughs> yeah. But um, but to me, like the scene, it's the scene where you see a glimpse of his family life.
1: Yes. And I think... Oh, I know. That hurts, doesn't it? It's so oh. sweet. It, it's so lovely. And then you, you can just see in her eyes... Yes, she that's... She wants the mother. Mm-hmm. Like, but at oh! the same time,
0: like, she slowly over the course of the film is learning that she is getting someone who is yeah. that role. Because if you look throughout the film, like, I noticed at the barbecue scene, actually, the 4th mm. of July barbecue... Jamie Lee is trying to do that type of stuff she yeah. she's trying to fix
1: her hair and yep. do these motherly things, and she's just continually shunning and pushing, pushing it away. away. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: it is interesting because originally she's sort of like a cool friend, mm. and then she starts to become a mother figure. So she starts to reject her, yeah, and then she just continues and yeah. Mm. Um, now we better talk about Harry, Dad, oh, Dan yeah. Aykroyd, Danny, yeah. <laughs> Look, I think he probably gets better throughout the film, but for, like, the first half, he's just a piece of cardboard.
0: Yeah, he is. It's legitimately... The scenes with Dan Aykroyd for the first hour of this film, it's Dan Aykroyd is sitting there waiting for it to be his line.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know... You told me before that this... he The year before, he'd been nominated for um, an Oscar for Driving Mistakes. Yeah, Best Supporting Actor. To me, it looked like someone who had just been nominated for an Oscar the year before, who... Maybe, why am I acting in a kid's film now, maybe? Or he was just trying too hard, or something. Like, he was trying to go full work. drama. And yeah. he's like, I haven't seen Driving These Days, so I, I don't have that performance to, to go back on. But um, he, he looked like he maybe, he just didn't look relaxed. Yeah. I think is probably the way to put it. He didn't, did, I'm did, not expecting... Danica or the comedian in this. No, no, but do but, you think it's... Because, like, obviously the
0: arc of his character is someone who yeah. is very insular and has become sheltered and refuses to live a life after... Or yeah. hasn't really lived a life mm. post his wife dying.
1: And so he's just taken that to the Ex- end degree? Th- yeah, like right to the end. And look, as a result, he genuinely comes across as a terrible father.
0: Popping, Popping his fingers and his I'm bombing my high school teacher. Don't sing.
1: This is my, this is my big issue with this and film. yes, and it goes... I've written it down, actually. I yeah. wrote it down. It, the worst dad sort of character is just quite overblown. Yeah. Like it's It goes too far. The, He's almost irredeemable.
0: Yeah. The, the crazy <laughs> thing was, uh, when we were watching this film, I ended up... I wanted to be like, how, how did people receive this film when it first came mm. out? And I ended up reading Roger Ebert's review. Oh, like, yeah, the the yeah. great film critic. Mm. And... He was just like yeah Dan Aykroyd you know the Dan Aykroyd the father character's a little aloof and I'm like a little aloof <laughs>
1: jeez he is flat out just mm. almost ag- like not acknowledging his kids there yeah and look if maybe if you had some scenes with him spend some time with him and connect his disconnect with his daughter with his mourning his ongoing mourning for his lost wife mm. you could empathize a bit with where his character sits yeah instead he's just you know yeah. that's why but it's just he's not even listening to her in the slightest no. ever and then he's just and like stay home and look after your grandmother who has alzheimer's and yeah. dementia like and what just no you can't empathize or even just like no man that's just stupid it's not believable on
0: top of the very <laughs> Cardboard cut outy performance he's yeah. delivering this all with it makes it really hard to connect with him as a character yeah, I think um and also makes you wonder why Jamie
1: Lee Curtis is falling in love with him Yes, because her performance as always is great
0: Amazing, <laughs> amazing.
1: Yeah, amazing. yeah. Uh, she's wonderful. But yeah, you she, don't... she
0: Yeah, she makes you kind of get why, like, yeah. believe that she would fall in love with Dan. Yes,
1: but unfortunately, Dan never gives a moment. There are some, like some semi-sweet moments where you know he doesn't know how to date and things like that. Mm. And like he's nervous about his first date at the bingo. I mean, that's why he, you know you go to the bingo.
0: Yeah, I I kind of don't mind that as an as a little venue thing because he no. is essentially playing a guy who is out of touch which yeah. is why and that's falling on from the scene where his brother's trying to give him dating advice because yeah. he hasn't dated in you know 20 years, 20 years or exactly. whatever yeah i get that that's a nice sweet little yeah. thing I'm very nervous why the last date i had was 20 years ago that's true harry harry sit down let me fill you in on today's woman since the last time you dated something happened the sexual revolution but What you needed in that scene um, with the brother. Yes. And I think
1: that's, like, the brother's the perfect character who is just kind of wasted. He's just there. There's a couple of scenes. Like, that one scene on the 4th of July when the fireworks are going off and he's on the swing with Vader. Yeah. Is a great scene. Yeah, and it's it's because it's Richard Mazer who's a great Mm. character actor and he nails it and does well. And he he tells Vader about her father. how, And so she gets a bit of an insight into how much losing the mother affected him and Mm. changed him. And
0: because that brother has such a unique like perspective and Mm. kind of seems very grounded, I think this film would have benefited from having a scene where the brother talks to Dan Aykroyd and you know has the very schmaltzy kind of scene where it's like, you remember you lost your wife, but you didn't lose your daughter. You just needed something. You need like something schmaltzy like that. Like you didn't
1: lose you lost her, but not her. Like don't. Yeah. she's she's still here, you need to focus on her. And the only time that happens is at the very end, Mm. at Thomas J's funeral. Yeah. When Jamie Leigh Shelley eventually cracks at him and goes, life's not just about death. Mm. um, You know, you can put the soundbite in. Open your eyes, she's 11 years old. Her only friend in the world is dead. I know that, but what do you want from me? Stop hiding, Harry. I'm not asking you to stop feeling for those people. But life isn't just death, Harry. Don't ignore the living, especially your daughter. Oh yeah, that sounds better than me. Um, <laughs> well, that, yeah, that whole scene—don't ignore your daughter. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that that scene is wonderful and great and perfectly delivered by Jamie Lee because it's mm. not only takes the arc with Dan Aykroyd with mm. um, Harry and yeah. Harry and um, Vader full circle, yeah. but it also her full circle the whole mm. it brings context into why she took this job why she's there the yeah. idea of not having a family and then seeing a fa- like being yes. able to join and connect with a family and yep. gain something that she doesn't have yep. and her coming into the situation then gives every, like you know Vader and Harry like this opportunity to also have yep. something that they don't have like
1: yeah, yeah exactly and she as, a, as always delivers it extremely
0: well <laughs> it's so different that, like seeing the two of them
1: together because I know you do sort of She's doing like, delivering lines like a highly skilled actress. <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd and Dan's just not quite didn't quite find his groove I don't think. Like he's not dreadful, but he's just not charismatic because mm. he was obviously trying to stray away from I guess the Southern lifestyle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well what well, like, but... what I was meaning is like it's interesting cuz this is the second time at that like they've now since obviously done it again for my girl too. Mm. But this is the second time that they played love interests. Oh really? Uh, trading Places. Oh, of course. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a nice, interesting little, I mean, probably not stunt casting, but no, like, yeah. you know, it's interesting to see them back together again, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years later or whatever it is to, I think 10 years it's, later. Yeah, where yeah. trading places? I think it's 81. Wow. Yeah. Yep. A- 81, okay. 82. Yep. Yeah. Cause that's, it's like Eddie Murphy's like second or third film, I think. Yeah. It's, it's pre Early Belly Hills Hall. Carbon. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: But that's a film where they have amazing chemistry. Um, and in this one, I think it only really starts to shine at the end. Yeah, like yeah. When, when you they are a couple and they when are they're together. they're a couple, it actually, yeah. yeah,
1: that's it. Towards the end of the film, his character is better and like his final sort of scene with Vader talking about what what mum was like, and yeah. things like that is actually really touching mm. um, from both of them. And you're like, yeah, well done. <laughs> um, but there's just missing that quality early on. Though. Yeah. Mm. Well...
0: But I'm also, that being said, I'm also glad that they didn't lean heavily and make Dan Aykroyd comedy. No, no, that would That's That's the one thing about this film is because you see the poster and like the My Girl song yeah. and things and you assume, oh, this is going to be lighthearted and whatever. Yeah, You got me. Yeah, but the tone <laughs> of it is actually just, like we said, sincere and real. And at no point do they ever, there are so many opportunities where they could have cheapened characters and yeah. believability for the sake of an easy joke. Yeah. And they don't do it. Ever.
1: Like the, Ever. The only comedic relief almost really comes from um, the creative writing class for adults with like the hippie couple. Yeah. Stuff. Oh God, I totally yeah. forgot about them. Yeah. Exactly. What's in my soul? Feel my aura. I don't think I'm allowed to. Um, with Mr. Bixler. <laughs> I wrote it down because the name's... An- uh, so is that the teacher's name? That's the teacher's name. About? Wow, that's uh, weird. Mr. Bixler. But awesomely played by Griffin
0: Dunn, who yes, is uh, him, one of my favourite character actors that you don't often see these days.
1: Yeah, he, he did a good job for like the, the English teacher taking some summer classes. He's got warmth to him. Yeah. Uh, and he manages so... Um, with Vader being in love with him, essentially. Yeah. Um, she wants to write, but also she's sort of kind of got that little crush on her teacher sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he manages both of those things really well. Mm. And um, and those classes are sort of, you learn a bit more about her, but also they're used to kind of lighten the mood a little bit occasionally with like, the yeah, particularly the hippie couple.
0: I yeah. Uh, <laughs> he just looked like Flea with dreads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and man. I would argue as well, the other kind of comedic scene comes from... Um, uh, Shelly's ex-husband yes, arriving from Detroit who is just Detroit gangster Weird Al yes <laughs> he's got the big circular glasses yeah. and the giant fro yeah, <laughs> spot on um, it, but again like it's it's you could play that scene fully for laughs yeah. but instead
1: they play it as an actual moment of character development yeah. and growth yeah, like, like now Dan's making a stand here yeah um, and um, you learn you learn about Shelley. You see, Harry, Dan Aykroyd, Harry gets a chance to kind of you, know, you get a glimpse, make a stand yeah. for like where he wants to be going in his get, life.
0: Yeah, you get a glimpse of, oh, there is actually a person there? Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, underneath yeah. it all. Look, you're not going to take Shelley's camper.
1: Oh, 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 no? Oh. It's her home. It's where she lives. Oh, really? Okay, fine. Look, go cook, okay? Give me the goddamn keys. Come Stop. on. Danny. 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 Oh!
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm rewatching, like, again, because like, I haven't seen this
1: film in, like, 20-odd years. I was shocked at how well this held up. Yeah, yeah, it holds up really well. Mm. Uh, And once again, I think that's the benefit of setting a film prior to the era in which you're filming. Yes, that way, prior, it it makes it easier to age. Mm.
0: And um, uh, and in a way, yeah. And as you've said, it's just the casting and the
1: performances is what nails this film. Yeah, I mean. Aykroyd is fine, and everyone else is really good.
0: Yeah, but but <laughs> at the but at the end of the day, it's not a film. About he Aykroyd. he may be top billed, but it's not a film about Dan Aykroyd. No,
1: and um and just the music, the score, yeah, lovely, and it just like pulls tears from your eyes. <laughs> yeah, um at the right
0: time. Should, um, should we get to that? Really, we kind of haven't gotten into the whole
1: third act of it all. Yeah, okay. Um, so on one of their adventures, um, for those who haven't seen it, um. Uh, Vader drops her mood ring near a um, bee's nest that um, Thomas really wants to knock down with rocks. Yep. And you think then that he's going to get stung and going to get hurt. There's going to be a little bit of a moment anyway. Yeah, they're and, and it's top. pre-established as well that he's allergic to everything. Yes, so we know that he's allergic to everything. Um, but she loses the mood ring and then anyway, they run away and so you know, well, the mood ring's probably going to come back into play because it has been spoken about earlier in the film as well. Yep. Later on in the film, after sharing their little kiss, which was super cute rather than cheesy which is pretty impressive Yeah. Um, and they talk about like he's like oh you know if you don't marry end up marrying the teacher would you consider me? Veda? What? What do you think of me? For what? Well, if you don't get to marry Mr Bixler? I guess. Um. It's the sweetest. It's the sweetest little thing. It's you're crazy. just like, oh god. And then she goes home and then he goes to get the mood ring back for her. And it's per- And it's so oh. believable that he would do it because yes. he's just had his first kiss and, and with he's this. He's just girl. a nice kid. I know. And he finds the mood ring. And before he found the mood ring, he caught he sort of stomps on the bees' nest that's just on the ground to check if there are bees left. And it doesn't respond immediately, so he hunts around, and then a heap of bees come out. Yep. and you just know. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, he got real upset. <laughs> oh, he started panicking before it happened. Yeah, and then, um, yeah. So it is brutal. Yeah. Um, but also it's just it, the response to it all is just so heartfelt and lovely. And yeah, it's
0: oh. the thing is with doing a turn in like a third act twist like that, no, where you're such a rest- strong <laughs> twist. It is, yeah. and it could so easily make or break your film yeah. like you could easily have just been like oh really you're doing this now yeah. like ugh but instead it it there's a reason for him dying mm. like it's not just to cheapen and pull emotions from the audience it's, it's there to actually drive home the point of the entire film which is yeah. essentially like growing moving and like kind of life and death life Emily. and death yeah. growing because yeah, the, there's a reason the kids are 11 and yes. there's a reason yeah. she gets her first period in the film That's yep. Like it is about on the, like that last bit of childhood before things get real. Yes, and it's, it's <laughs> yeah. that's the third act of the film is essentially her coming to terms with the real
1: world and having to leave childhood and kind of yep. move on. And for Harry, her father, to you know learn no, I, she's not going to be a kid forever. Yeah, and she needs support.
0: Yes, yeah, I should <laughs> probably get my head out of I should my probably arts. Talk to her, and listen to
1: her, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah
0: but the film so wonderfully captures like that that brief like at the cusp of the end of childhood like the the falling in love with the teacher the riding yep. dri- riding your bikes around the neighborhood all summer and going on adventures yep. and like yep. her friendship with Thomas J it's so yep. sweet and innocent yep. and then that all just comes crashing down yep. but you know she's going to be okay
1: kind of like a real super sad version of the sandlot kids
0: yeah kind of <laughs>
1: summer kind of old 50s I, I would say it's it's a real version yeah. of Sandlot kids. Yeah, yeah, they don't all end up commentators and stuff. Although one of them, no one ever heard from again. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Bertram. Well, Bertram got really into the '60s, and no one ever saw him again. Oh, there were just some really funny, um, funny. I, I jotted down a few things I wanted to. Is it common, or was it common to just like embalm bodies in your basement? <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> I'm guessing like yeah, '70s and small. It's it's very distinctly like that small town America feel. It's it not it like somewhere. they're not in Pittsburgh. They're no, in like yeah. a small town and things. And so it makes sense that the funeral parlor. It's like it's your one stop shop. <laughs> like, yeah, they've got the casket, the caskets for sale. They've got all the medical equipment. Yeah. They they hold the services
1: there. Yeah, they like, do everything there. Yeah, um, and that
0: I, I think that has to be the case back then like, for like you know a small
1: town. Particularly. Once they... Because my first thought was like, man, this just seems like a funny, weird side business. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, is Dan Ackroyd playing another weirdo? (laughs) Like, it just seemed like it was embalming bodies in the basement. That was about it. But then they start holding services in the house. Like, okay, seems more legit. Well,
0: I guess, like, it just so (laughs) happens. Like, it's. I mean... It's probably a smart idea to run your business out of your home that way. You yeah. save on real estate. You do. So anyway. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, if you're running a funeral parlor, like that obviously is where you do all
1: the embalming.
0: And if you've got one of those big old Victorian style houses, why yeah. not? Yeah. Oh, that house is
1: <laughs> massive. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, but I also just liked, um, even just like the quirks of, um, of Vader as well. Like when the, um, the hippie guy's like, feel my aura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just this is just hilarious yeah oh god um, the, the, we haven't even talked about the um the narration stuff oh yes yeah her voiceovers yeah. and those sorts of things cuz you brought up the initial scene when we first get introduced to her and she's talking like down the barrel of the camera about yeah. all the medical conditions so at that
0: point we're you like oh god is this going to be a breaking the fourth I wall film i thought we was going to be a
1: breaking fourth wall film exactly yeah. i thought we we're going to get pauses where she would... Saved
0: by the Bell style, like all right, <laughs> okay. I found
1: myself in this position. <laughs> what would I do? Next? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was almost expecting a bit of that, or um, yeah, uh, more. But there wasn't a lot of narration. Yeah, um, it was just used to punctuate scenes, and aw- awesomely, I thought. Yeah, I don't know whether it was a post-thought in production, or if they, that's what they always play I with some it, of them. I think
0: it's deliberate.
1: I think, if anything, they probably took out more narration. Mm. I mean, how about the scene, actually, when they're in the, the writing class? You're not expressing to me what's in your soul. I want you to show me how you see the world, your fears, your desires, your innermost secrets. My fears and secrets. I'm afraid I killed my mother. It just is like, bam, punctuates a scene. And you're like, this is early in the film. You're like, yeah, what? But it, we don't even know how she died at this point. No, but it
0: also gives you, like, oh, okay, now I know a little bit more about mm-hmm. this character. And then it cuts to
1: tuba music.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is, again, very sweet. Like, it then gives you a little bit more insight into Dan Aykroyd's character as well. So you're like, he's not a because at that point you'd only ever seen him be a dick to his daughter yeah. <laughs> but this actually then like him playing the tuba and singing to his, his like dementia oh, mother mm. is really you're like oh he is a good guy yeah he's yeah. just he's... sheltered and kind of closed off yeah he just needs to pay more attention to his daughter yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. um oh something else I was going to say about all that but um oh actually on the topic of poems I liked her final poem. Firstly, mm. it was super sad and made you want to cry again. Yeah. But the, I think the best thing about it was it was still a simple childish structure one. Like, it yeah. would have gone, like, you know, full... She's not Walt Whitman. She's you know, an
0: 11-year-old girl. Yeah, so it was
1: still a <laughs> pretty standard, like, rhyming poem. But it was beautifully written. Like, I doubt an 11-year-old could write that. Mm. But it...
0: She's it taken was, the lessons of the class and yeah. you know, she's saying
1: something. Yeah, and she's talking about the willow tree, which we can immediately... Um, the weeping willow, the way that she used to play with Thomas J and he, he was going to be an acrobat. Yeah, he was going to be an acrobat, mm. and he's like, "Oh, not anymore." Yeah. Um, but in in that rhyming fashion, so it's still like a bel- relatively believable little poem. And I was really afraid that they were going to just cut to credits at the end of that. and just be like, "Sit in that audience." Yeah. <laughs> and then thankfully, they played My Girl, and she moved yeah. forward, so you and had well, a good ending. You needed that moment of closure where like.
0: It's essentially life goes on. She she'll be fine. She is learning and growing, and yep. yeah, she'll she'll be all right. Yeah, yep. and then we'll have a terrible sequel two years later. <laughs> they really sequelized that. They sure did.
1: What money?
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, well, I mean, on that note of money, do you want to hear? Let's hear
1: about the money. All right. <laughs> Why they sequelized it?
0: Yeah. Well, the, the film had a budget of uh, like I could, couldn't find the actual yep. figure, so it's around fifteen to seventeen million. Yep. It went on to gross $59.4 million at the US box office, mm-hmm. so adjusted for inflation, about $112 million. Okay, yep. It's Not, not bad, but yep. not great. Not like, like a blow-away... Yeah. yeah. It was the 22nd highest-grossing film of 1991. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, coming in behind previous films, we've done Hook at number six, but it beat Point Break at number 29. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Um... And the film, uh, somewhat creepily, won Best Kiss at the MTV Movie Awards. Oh, it's disgusting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I guess but it's, it's the swayed. MTV Movie Awards. I know, exactly. so That's disgusting. The garbage fire of Movie Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Razzies are more credible.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so I get. Like, it did fine, but I think it it did well with a specific audience that was that is was, and I think still is undercated for.
1: Mm. So mm.
0: they. Like saw an opportunity and kind of went with it, and it's it's fine to see Vader like kind of progress and go and mm. things, but it's yeah no yeah, it's not we're not doing it for this show. It's safe to say. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> so the sequel, how old is she in the sequel? Um, I think thirteen. Okay, so a
0: couple yeah. of years later. Yeah, yeah, okay. and instead of Macaulay Culkin, it's um I want to say his name's Austin O'Brien, mm-hmm. the kid from Last Action Hero.
1: Oh, all right guess he had to do other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've seen that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I okay. have. A long yeah. time ago, actually. I don't remember mm. it very well. All
0: right. Um. <laughs> uh, but there was some alternate casting, if you're interested. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so for the role of uh, Harry Saltonfuss.
1: Saltonfuss. <laughs> See, I told you there were weird names. Vader Saltonfuss. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. She, she's owning it, though. Yeah, she is. Um, the... <laughs>
0: Chevy Chase was considered oh. for the role.
1: <laughs> well, you would have got a very different... He would have tried to own that.
0: Yeah, uh, but since he hadn't had much experience in dramatic acting, uh, <laughs> Brian Grazer suggested Dan Aykroyd uh, to the director, mm-hmm. uh, Howard Zeff. Uh, instead, as he'd had more experience, and this was, as we'd mentioned, fresh off of his Oscar nomination for Driving
1: Miss Daisy. Why didn't they consider dramatic actors?
0: Yeah, I was. <laughs> wouldn't you start there? I
1: don't, don't know. Obviously, they wanted it to be a bit light.
0: Like, I think that that is like trying to because again, it's it's an interesting tone it's for still a, a film. family
1: film. Yeah, it's just sad.
0: Yeah, I couldn't Chevy like oh no. ugh ugh.
1: <laughs> He's good at other
0: stuff. Mm, okay. um, but yeah, no, it's it's that like nice. It's that you guys didn't think that hard really because I mean obviously. Aykroyd and Chase were both in, you know, SNL mm. together. Yeah. And they also did two movies together with Spies Like Us and then Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. Have you ever seen Nothing But Trouble? No, I haven't. Written, directed, produced and starring Dan Aykroyd in three roles. Oh my gosh. It is pure, unfiltered Dan
1: Aykroyd crazy. So it's not Peter Sellers awesome. No, it is. It's not.
0: It's, oh, you can, it's a Doctor Strangelove of sorts.
1: <laughs> in
0: terms of... One of the most utterly baffling films ever. Like, like I said, I'm, like, I'm very intrigued. It is pure, unfiltered Dan Aykroyd crazy.
1: Okay, okay,
0: and it's amazing.
1: Yeah, we, we need a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. for like,
0: I, I, yeah, we need to do that in the future, just so. <laughs> You can immediately be like, "Why are you making me watch this? What is this?" <laughs> hey, hey, ho, ha, ho! <laughs> hula, hula, hula! The bula, boola, boola, Look who's got the front seats of the Mexican Hat Dance now! Just like a bunch of spiders in a birthday cake.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you need that sort of stuff in your life. Mm. Uh,
0: other people that were considered for the role of uh, Harry were also uh, Bill Murray, okay, and uh, Steve Martin. Okay, so really wanted a comedic actor. Yeah, so but uh, both of them were busy doing other films. Uh, mm-hmm. Murray was doing What About Bob? Yep. And Martin was doing Father of the Bride. Oh, of course. Yep. So kind of similar to kind yep. of film for Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, neither of them could commit, and yeah, yep. scheduling-wise. But okay. that's kind of all I had for alternate casting. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, I guess, did you have anything else on this one, or should we wrap it up?
1: Um, no, I've got nothing more to say, except um, my, my final little judgment as an adult versus a child, mm-hmm. really. Um, watching it for the first time, like, now, at the age I am now, um, that is just a lovely, touching, heartbreaking film. Yep. Uh, it's very, very good, everybody. Yeah.
0: It, I, <laughs> and like, it
1: holds up. As I said, I am shocked at how well
0: that held up. Yeah. Um, it's one where, as I was a kid, I was kind of bored by it. Yeah,
1: it's not a fast film.
0: No, but now as an adult, I'm like, that's just a really well made yeah, film. Yeah, really it, well made. Yeah, yep. um, And I'm guessing you, as a kid, would have had similar.
1: Yeah, I think I probably would have enjoyed it enough, and definitely would have found it sad. But um, if you, I think if you, if I grown up watching it, say, and then watched it again today, I wouldn't be as upset. Yeah, because uh, you, you knew what you was coming. coming. Yeah, but as an adult, you're like, oh, please no.
0: Oh, dude! I knew it was coming, and I still started to tear up. Yeah. Like that, it, I'm glad we, I'm glad this isn't like a YouTube thing. <laughs> to watch us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that'll probably wrap us up for my girl. Um, mm-hmm. Big thumbs up if you haven't seen it and you are fine with the movie being spoiled. Go for it. it yeah. It's really good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've been on a bit of a roll with sleeper hits that I thought were yeah. going to be bad to revisit but they're actually
1: solid surprising yeah Mm. well on that note should we pick what our next film's gonna be yeah alright so for our next episode we are gonna be watching this is Spinal Tap ooh okay better get on the telephone to our friend Simon yeah yeah so we We get him on board we know he's a fan
0: yeah so we've only got a couple of films left so we might try and do our best to kind of pull in some of our previous guests for Mm. the, the remainder episodes and kind of go out in a high note
1: with them I yep. guess so yeah. yeah we've got yeah a couple of like specials that people know are in there and, and they're like call us when it comes on yes so, <laughs> so I guess
0: uh, you could say we're going to turn it up to 11 next yeah. episode yeah. I, I want to punch reference. myself
1: <laughs> yeah you went there <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah thanks for listening everyone um, I guess tune in in a fortnight's time for This Is Spinal Tap uh, but for this week's episode I'm Chris
1: I'm Eric we'll catch you next time to turn it up to 11 won't we Chris yeah <laughs> <laughs> Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.